Return, please, to the scene of the gospel the deacon just proclaimed. Here is Jesus Christ, the shepherd king, the king of kings and lord of lords, coming to earth again, we call it the second coming, to be judge of the living and the dead. This shepherd king, prophesied from the ancient prophets of old, is back, and he assembled the nations of the world into two different categories. One would be the sheep and the other the goats. And he's directing these people, imagine him, using his hand, directing people, but that hand is revealing the marks of his crucifixion and sending the goats to his left and the sheep to his right. And this judgment that he's making is definitive. It cannot be reversed, for it is the end of time. And we hear, heard today how Jesus made that judgment. It all comes down to how we treated him when he appears anonymously and the people who are in need. And you know, I was thinking about that for just a second, and it kind of impressed me that when this gospel was being proclaimed by Deacon, that when he was talking about the people to help, it was kind of a foreshadowing of his own crucifixion. I was hungry and you gave me no food. Remember when Jesus was on the cross and he said, I thirst? A stranger and you welcome me? Do you remember when Jesus was rejected by all of his people? And they said, we want Barabbas, not this one. Naked and you clothe me. That's what happened when he was crucified. He was put on the cross. He was naked. Ill and you carried me. Remember, remember how horrible it was for Jesus to carry the cross and that he needed Simon of Cyrene to help him to carry the cross. In prison and you visited me. Well, he was in prison. He was held before his trial, before Pontius Pilate, and before he was condemned to death. This, my friends, I think, speaks of the passion of Christ. It speaks of the heart of Jesus that took him to his passion to suffer and die, to be humiliated before people in order that he would save us all. And he identifies very clearly with those in our world today who are hungry, thirsty, a stranger, naked, ill, or in prison because these individuals in one way, shape, or form, bear his passion into the world. And these individuals may very well be people who are humiliated because of their own condition. And as Christ had a Simon of Cyrene to help him to bear his cross, so he desires you and me to be that Simon, to help others to bear their crosses as he enumerated them today. You know, you could well imagine that as part of what I do, I go to the hospitals and visit the sick. And some of the things that I've learned from people that I've visited over the years is that there can be a lot of fear in individuals who are hospitalized. Not all the time, but many times there is. Because you're there for a specific reason. Maybe it's a surgery and you don't know quite how it's going to turn out and you're afraid of that. People are there and they're afraid of dying. People are in the hospitals for extended periods of time because they are so ill and they just don't know how things are going to turn out. 
And of course, there are family members and friends who are usually there supporting them. And they have that, that fear, that anticipation in their hearts as well. Not quite knowing, not being for certain, but wanting to be brave for the person that they're supporting. There's a lot that goes on when a person is sick. And you know, not only is it physically and mentally, but also it's psychologically, where there can be kind of a, a sickness of spirit even, that, that one could become, not always, but one could become hopeless, or at least going in that direction, or pessimistic. One who's praying for healing but never seems to be healed. One who's waiting for the Lord to act, and the Lord doesn't act within their own time frame. We go and visit the sick not only to support them physically and encourage them, their, their thinking, encourage them emotionally, but also we visit the sick in order to treat their spirit, to, to speak to their own spirituality and to their relationship with the Lord, to offer them hope, where maybe hope is not to be found at least that particular moment. And sometimes people won't get better. Sometimes people will die maybe over a short period or a prolonged period of time. But again, we help the ill to support them in their journey, wherever that journey may take them. Now, that's just one example of what Jesus is talking about tonight, that we extend ourselves to others because they are Jesus, because they are bearing some form of his passion and cross, in their lives. And the desire here is that we develop a compassionate heart, the compassionate heart of Christ, as we relate to his people that he dwells in anonymously, the ill, the imprisoned, those who have no food or are thirsty. And that as Christ hung upon the cross with his compassionate heart that ultimately was pierced after he died, that same kind of heart Jesus desires for us to share in our own lives. Because that compassionate heart then takes us to those where Christ is anonymously found and also helps us to minister the merciful heart of Jesus to them who hung upon the cross. Now, I'm Irish, so I always go the pessimistic route. And so here's one Here's one piece of pessimism. It, it's going to turn out okay, though. But here's one piece of pessimism. I say, okay, Jesus, you want me to develop a compassionate heart? Okay, all right. But what about those people who call the office between 4 and 5 o'clock Friday afternoon when all of the agencies that could help them are closed and all of the food banks are also closed? What about those people who call are they trying to take advantage of the system? Or, Jesus, what happens to people like the ones that show up and, at the office? And this is a true story. In one particular case, the person had their bags all packed and presented themselves on the coldest day of the year to say, you are going to purchase for me a bus ticket to some place far, far away. And you kind of have an idea that maybe the money for the bus ticket would go for other things that would not be healthy. Or, what about, this doesn't happen, hasn't happened over the past few years, but
But what about the person he calls on Christmas Eve between the two masses where you're just trying to kind of rest and regroup and get yourself put back together again, who says, I'm hungry and I need some food and I need it right now, and then provides an address to go and take the food. Well, one of the deacons and I did that, dropped it off at the address, and then waited for the next year. And sure enough, the next year, that same person called. What do we do about cases like that? Is this when I'm hungry and thirsty? Is this when we're to, to care for people? And this lesson, this is where it gets better. This lesson it keeps coming back to me to be learned. Don't live by your Irish pessimism, but rather live by the heart of compassion that Jesus is asking you to develop. You know, sometimes you might be wrong. Sometimes you might be taken advantage of. But wouldn't it be better that if you we're exercising in a, a passionate heart of Jesus and being taken advantage of rather than having a hard heart or one that is, is impervious to the needs of others. You know, if they're faking it, if they're scamming it, that's on them. But the compassionate heart is on you in terms of what Jesus asks us to develop. It's something to think about, again, because sometimes we're a little bit wary of helping people because we just don't know exactly where they're coming from. But let's return then to the gospel. Let's return to our shepherd king who's pointing out where people are going, and we can see the glorified wounds and wound in his hand as he's doing that. Those who are on his right, the sheep, will go to eternal glory and receive the kingdom that's prepared for them. Those who are on the left, the goats, will go to eternal damnation because they didn't feed. They didn't slake people's thirst. They didn't clothe people when they needed. They didn't visit the ill or those who were in prison. It's pretty, pretty clear what Jesus is saying. And so let us, let us, through the right things we do, through the mistakes we make, and through the times that we ask forgiveness, let us develop that compassionate heart of Christ on the cross and minister to him as Simon did when he was carrying the cross to his crucifixion.